Welcome to the Smiling Homeschooler Podcast. My name is Ben Wilson, and this week we have an amazing episode for you. We are joined by author and speaker, Dr. Kathy Cook, to talk about the eight smarts that every child has. Her message is encouraging and extremely important, and we hope you enjoy hearing from her as much as we did. We also want to say thank you to Teach New Textbooks for all their support of the Smiling Homeschooler. They're an amazing math curriculum, and we believe they help more homeschoolers smile during math time, so go check them out over at teachnewtextbooks.com. Lastly, thank you to Homeschooling Today Magazine for their support. They're an amazing source of encouragement, and you should go subscribe to their magazine over at homeschoolingtoday.com. But let's get going. Here's my dad, Todd Wilson. Well, hey, everybody. Uh, we're glad you joined us today. It's cold up here in northern Indiana, and uh, hence I am wearing my coat. But you all know that I usually wear it from about Thanksgiving to Easter, and then I take it off. Uh, so it is just a permanent part of my body. Um, but uh, we are so glad you joined us because I think you're going to be super encouraged um, because we have a very special guest with us today, Dr. Kathy Cook. And, uh, you know, I, I was just before I say hi to you, Kathy, I can remember the very first time I uh, crossed paths with you. I, I don't think we spoke, um, but I I was walking through a homeschool uh, vendor hall and I heard people talking about this this uh, this lady who was speaking and how awesome she was. I had not heard about her. I'd not, you know. And so when I saw her sign, I, I was like, "Well, who's Doctor Kathy Koch?" You know, <laughs> <laughs> and 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 I'm like, "Oh, she's a doctor. That means she probably doesn't have anything. She's gonna say, you know, how to raise nuclear physicists um, and start early." But she had this quote on her sign, and maybe it was on a T-shirt or something, one or the other. And, and this may not be the exact one, but it was very close. And it said, who they are is more important than what they do. Mm. And I mean, right then she had a fan in me because that's really, I mean, a lot of people will say those kind of things. Moms want to believe that. But, you know, by their actions, you can tell they often are thinking, what can I turn this kid into? And so, Kathy, it is a pleasure to have us have you with us today. I'm delighted and honored. I've enjoyed you and respected you for years. So thanks for the invitation. Well, again, we're going to jump right in. You know, uh, you've written a book called Eight Great Smarts, and uh, you've written other books. Um, and, you know, the what I love about the heart of, of your message and uh, your ministry celebrate kids is that you really are about uh, seeing the amazing creation that God's put in your children. So mm -hmm. maybe you could give us just a quick overview before we delve into it of what's the eight great smarts about? Right. I would love to. So this is a research model from Dr. Howard Gardner, who's at Harvard University. This is not my original work. I enjoy taking other people's work and <laughs> making, making it better, better adding, right. adding the Christian piece, if you will. But yeah. he determined through a variety of ways that we have one brain divided into eight parts and all of us have all eight. And Todd, I got really involved in this when I was so concerned for children who learn differently, who were labeled disabled. Mm. But in fact, they're not disabled, so many of them, they just learn differently. Yeah. And if we would walk toward them and help them figure out who they are, then they could be as successful as other kids. So there's word smart. When we're being word smart, we think with words. When we're being logic smart, we think with questions. I only teach those two first because they're the school smarts. Because what do we do traditionally in school? We read, write, speak, listen, ask and answer questions. 
in fact, Todd, a lot of people probably homeschool their kids because they, they might they might have had their kids in a different system. It didn't work. And they pulled them and brought them home because they knew that the mm. system there was way too based on those two smarts alone. But there's six others. When we're picture smart, we think with our eyes. When we are and when we're excited, we add to our visuals in our mind and on paper. When we're being music smart, we think with rhythms and melodies. And when we're excited, we probably make music. So if you have a hummer or a toe tapper or, you know, somebody who turns pencils into drumsticks, that's a, a music smart kid. Mm. And then body smart kids move, shake, rattle and roll. They move and they touch and they do that more when they're excited. And so they can get in trouble a lot, you know, sit down, sit still and praise God in the homeschool community. We don't have to have that attitude toward them. Nature smart kids think with patterns. That's how they know it's a bluebird, not a blue jay, an elm tree and not an oak tree. They love the out of doors. They love biology more than they do chemistry. And then there's two more that are super important. People smart kids and adults think with other people. These are the children who always want to tell you what they know. They would rather do something with a group, even if it's you, than uh, by themselves. They're good at negotiating and compromising and collaborating and all those kinds of things. And then self-smart kids is the exact opposite. So people smart kids think with other people when they're excited, they talk to people. Self-smart people think inside of themselves. When they're excited, they want to go off and think more by themselves. And those kids can frustrate homeschool moms because it can be harder to attach to them, harder for them to share with you what it is that they have going on up in their head. So I hope that was helpful. That's a list of the eight. Yeah, and that's where we're going to kind of let that begin with that. But I'm kind of fascinated um, by that that one giant word you have in there, smart. Mm-hmm. You know, because really, up until recently, we all knew what smart was. It was kids oh. who were good in school. And, oh. you know, and really that's, and we said everybody else was okay. You know, they might have had some gifts but they really weren't smart. Right. And, you know, uh, for the homeschooling moms who are listening, uh, you know, they don't, they, the, the moms who have these kids who have the logic smart and the word smart, they're not struggling. You know, right. the ones right. who are struggling are the one, you know, my, my, my child is struggling. You know, he doesn't like school. He doesn't like these things. And, and it just saddens me to think, and this is what I was so drawn to at the beginning that, you know, they thought now if I could only make my child logic smart and word smart. Yeah. So how about we start with the, <laughs> the, the third one in your list, the, uh, the picture, picture smart. smart, what does that kid look like? And be, you know, and, and what should I be looking for? What will be the distinguishing marks to, to notice that child? Yeah, I love that. They're they're visually creative. They probably doodle a lot, and it might help them pay attention if we allow them to doodle. Mm. Even taking notes during a sermon, as an example, they might turn the page and look at the picture first before the words. They might remember the word has a particular shape because their eyes are drawn to shape and design. Um, history and fiction are probably what they do well and are good at because it comes alive in their mind when they're reading it or when they're listening to you read a story. They love that because they can imagine everything that's going on. So creative geniuses. Yeah. Do you feel like, so for Music Smart, that's one that I, you know, I think is uh, is one that I think is really interesting to try to, to wrap my mind around because I'm not really that direction. But what does that look like, as Dad said, for a picture? But then also do any of these, you know, what does a combination of these look like? Do you usually have one oh. that if you're strong in this one, maybe you're, you know, tend not to be as strong in that one? Or is it completely just depends on the kid? 
Uh, it's such a good question. Um, again, we have all eight. All children have all eight. The earlier they're awakened, the greater the likelihood they're a strength for a lifetime. Mm. So as an example, my brother and I were raised by an engineer, our dad, and a musician, our mom. And so for mm. Dave and I, both the logic questions, analytical, sequential side of things was lifted young. I, You know, Todd, I'm a problem solver. I'm a thinker. That's why I do what I do. My brother's a clinical chemist. Uh, Dave still plays the trumpet. I used to play about 20 instruments. So mm. if they're birthed early, they can connect in a way. Here's another way of looking at it. If you have a child who's music smart and logic smart, they might become a sound engineer. If you have someone who is music smart and body smart, they become a drummer or a trombone player. They can remember how far out to mm. slide the slide. Mm. And, and before we talk about some of the others too, so for a person who, you know, say I have a child who's picture smart, how do I adjust my homeschooling day around that? Because, you know, I know I can't just let them draw pictures all day, um, <laughs> but but what battles maybe do I forego? And, you know, and, and really in my head, what do I say, you know, as we're doing school, what do I say to myself so I don't frustrate him or her and I don't frustrate myself? Oh my gosh, those are such great questions. Um, the purpose of school is to get children ready for life, not more school. Mm, 100%. So if you believe that you have an artistic picture smart child who might be a children's book illustrator, an architect, a landscape architect, if they're also nature smart, um, an engineer, my dad was so picture smart, he could walk into a room, hang a picture above the couch exactly in the middle and not measure. I'm talking exactly in the middle and not even have to measure. So I understand there are skills here that can lead to career and more importantly, can lead to joy. You know what, guys, we're created for an abundant life. And all eight of these matter for life. They don't just matter in school, they matter in life. How many of us know people who did very, very well in school and they're flunking life? <laughs> yeah. Right? They were worded right. logic and school was their safe place, but life has just been a tornado. And what about the opposite where school was very challenging and getting them to go and to do their work was really hard. This might be your story now, even as a homeschool mom, but watch out world, here they come and they're gonna be entrepreneurs and they're gonna be creative and they're gonna you know, combine them all. So as an example though, from a practical standpoint, if you know your child enjoys drawing and is good with the pictures and he's struggling to memorize vocabulary definitions, have him draw the definition. Mm. So one day you talk about the word apartment, condo, ranch style home, factory, farm, barn, whatever. And then the next day they draw a very quick sketch, one color. Otherwise, pictures of my kids will do it for eight hours. Mm -hmm. you know, and they draw the definition and they prove to you that they can draw an apartment building, a high rise apartment building, a condominium, a duplex and a ranch style home. And then for the people, smart kids, they would maybe debate with somebody why it's better to live in a high rise apartment complex, why it's not good to live in a high rise apartment complex. Logic smart kids, again, think with questions, answers, are important to them word smart always the talking is really good for them so they do work in combination and would, would you also say you know like um videos and things audios might be a, a good helper for those kids because i know i'm a picture smart person so i like stories i like i do like pictures numbers are very abstract to me so if you give me the number three four five in three minutes, I if you ask me to repeat them, I will get all That's of them generous, wrong. Generous, probably. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I know your picture smart. Look at the wall behind you. All right, 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 right. right. <laughs> <Yeah. the> <laughs> um, 
yeah oh, but what what was your question it was a good question um, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. Oh, you said audio oh gosh, video guys. does, does yeah, audio video. Yeah. Video, you know, and again, because we have all eight, video will never hurt anybody. Mm-hmm. But it might motivate your pictures, my kids. It might engage the pictures, my kids. And you know what, Todd and Ben, it honors the pictures, my kid. Mm. If you only use, you yeah. know, textbooks and paper and pencil and lined paper and everything has to be just so, the other six parts of their brain they feel unimportant in your own presence. And this is mm. not what we want, right? So videos are great. Books on tape, that's really old. Books on right. tape. Um, <laughs> audio, I'm old. Um, audio, you know, audio books certainly would be a great yeah. thing mm. too for, for all kids, absolutely. The part mm. that I think is just wild is, you know, I was talking to some of my coworkers and they were all public school except for one. And and we were talking about this and and this this basically this whole concept. And the thing that is interesting is it's so intuitive, you know? I mean, everyone understands it but then they don't truly get it you know it's like they they like they agree they're like yeah that totally makes sense but then they're so ingrained and do this is just how it's all done how do you think um a mom can help her kid in a culture that does hold up the word smart and the logic Mm. smart help them feel smart quote unquote you know even if they're not those are not their strengths because you know we all know that is not the only signifier but Unfortunately, a lot of people out there don't hold that, you know, and it's a bummer. That's so interesting because you know what, Ben, your friends who went to the other system, they're very used to that hierarchy. They're used to the GPA. They're used to the honor roll. They're used to, I'm the smart one. You're not. And Mm. they don't want to give up that hierarchy Mm -hmm. because they, Mm. they met their needs there. And so we have to know that there's truth here and it's really um, profitable. You know, I don't know if you guys know the IQ tests. It's all like it's rote memory and it's how many inches in a ruler. Who the heck cares? You can ask, right. you know, and so it's okay. And so one of the things that we can do is help people understand how false IQ has been through the years. And another thing, Ben, show them historical yeah. figures that have changed the world through the different mm. ways that they're smart. Show them a Picasso and a Beethoven and a Bach and a George Washington Carver who invented thousands of things from a peanut. Mm. Show them Jesus Christ and others who exemplify all eight in a really precious way and help them identify family members who they love and go, you have a lot in common with grandpa because you both love to draw jigsaw puzzles. You know, that's a logic, smart picture, smart thing. Just show them they're heroes and to help them understand that you can find joy here. You can make a career here, but we don't live for career. We live for purpose. Mm. It's not always just career, right? Yeah. Right. And honestly, if a lot of times I'm a, I'm a history major. I love history. Is if you look at some of those people who, you know, changed the world or saved the day or whatever else it may be, a lot of them weren't that way. They weren't their traditional form of smart. You know, you look at like Ulysses S. Grant. He was pretty much a failure in everything he did, except, you know, he, he was great and made for what he did, you know. But uh, in a lot of other areas, he wasn't. So. Uh, I think that's so encouraging. But real quick here, I'm going to take a, a moment to thank Teaching Textbooks for making the Smiling Homeschooler possible, for supporting us. Um, we appreciate them. They're an amazing math curriculum. We find uh, lots of kids learn better with teaching textbooks. It's engaging. It's fun. It's interactive. Um, and it can kind of take some of that, uh, some of the stress and the uh, some of the tears out of, uh, out of math time, which a lot of people, that's their least favorite time of school. So if that's you and you have tried teaching textbooks definitely go do so they have a free demo over at teachingtextbooks.com. we appreciate their support and i would even add to what ben just said about you know as i was saying i'm a picture person um or picture smart 
teaching textbooks is kind of one of those math programs I think I could have done because numbers were hard for me, even though I took calculus. I just I faked the whole thing. But <laughs> um, but they were able to, you know, in teaching textbooks, it is visually on the, yeah. you know, and they have yeah. little owl buddies and that help you along the way. And I think it. But we also want to thank uh, Homeschooling Today uh, magazine. They want to encourage you to join the growing movement of parents who are setting aside comparisons, taking control over their children's education, choosing courage over fear, and letting God lead and homeschool boldly. Um, and I'm just going to encourage you to check out their interactive digital companion uh, that they help walk alongside you. They know you're busy. That's why they give you the opportunity to listen to some of your favorite columnists, and I'm in there, as the authors read their articles to you. You can also access links and resources with a click and even watch videos that pertain to the print edition. You can learn more at Homeschooling Today magazine. Well, Kathy, how about we look at that that next one? Um, so we talked about uh, we're smart. Well, we really didn't talk about it, but we all know about those um, picture smart and music or rhythm and melody smart. How about uh, that that movement or body smart? Right. These are kids who are often told to sit down, put that down, look at me. They will change the world through their actions. They might be athletes or actors, dancers or clay sculptor or frankly, the car mechanic who can open the hood of the car and find the oil filter and grip it and grab it and, and you know, get it out and put it back in with no problem. These are kids who might they might be great lawyers who pace in front of the jury pool and pace in such a way that they convince the jury that they know more than the other mm. guy knows. Right. So. Yeah. They can be a handful, but you know what? In homeschool, they can do five jumping jacks after 10 math problems. They can do science in the rocking chair and English at the kitchen table and sprawl out on the floor when they're working on a math assignment. And that's one of the advantages, again, at the homeschool family room, if you will, is changing that up and helping body smart kids be able to move freely so that they're better. Now, Todd, I do teach you're not allowed to move. If your parent has said, stop it, and you're irritating the sister, don't go, I'm body smart. I get to move. No. <laughs> Obedience is right. Yeah. So you need to be really careful of that. But what I'm convinced of is if a mom and dad understand how children are created to be, and they honor that creative intent by God and let them be that often, then they're going to be able to handle it when they have to sit still and work on a boring math paper. Yeah. Well, and this whole uh, system of thinking really works best in a homeschooling model because Absolutely. you know like in a regular school setting you this is this stuff that you're talking about it's hard to do i mean so they concentrate on the the word and logic and the 50 percent or whatever who can do it or maybe really only 30 or 40 percent who can do it you know do well and then the others are put in shop classes or yep. music classes yep. and then they have this label of Oh, they take the easy classes. Yes. Or, yeah, you know, I'm so sad you're not smart. You're just creative. I love right, kids right. that, you know, if they can choose the right shade of blue and they can, you know, um, create music, it's because they're smart. You're not just creative. Mm. You're smart. Therefore, you're creative in these ways. Mm. So do you, important. Do you think one of these is most often overlooked or maybe least noticed by, you know, people of like, Hey, this is actually one of those, but it, maybe it's labeled as something else or, uh, yeah, I don't know which one. Oh yeah. Be. I think body smart kids, you know, they're the ADHD, yeah. you know, get into mm. trouble kind of kids. And actually, if you do some research, in fact, the military just finally, praise God, they're not recruiting ADHD students. 
Mm. or children, teenagers, young adults, because they figured out that they can multitask better than anybody else. Mm. Wow. That's very, very interesting. You can you can look into that. But yeah, yeah we, we tend to label the kids that make it hard for us to teach. You know, I'm a former teacher in the public school and private school, school board member, university professor, and, you know, sit, sit down and look at me, you know, toe the line, so to speak. But you know what? It's not about us getting yeah. them to toe the line. It's about them becoming who they were created to be. And we have to give them that freedom within the boundaries, of course, which are given in love because they have to learn how to work a system that's going to have some control to it. Hmm. So I think body smarts misunderstood, nature smarts misunderstood. We don't have to go outside, just sit down. Nature smart kids are drawn to the outdoors, the wind and the sun, and they would rather pet a dog than talk to a person, many of them. <laughs> now, we have all eight, so that's an exaggeration. But if you know that's true, if you're raising a truly nature smart kid, She's all about the fruit flies and the earthworms. She doesn't want to do the lesson on magnets and pulleys. Right, right. You know, Mommy, can we study fruit flies? Some yeah, yeah. And, and really, uh, I mean, before you say anything, man, yeah, you know, really, uh, again, a wise parent would say, so I'm going to I'm gonna spend less time on magnets and pulleys, and I'm going to try to use some of the, the school that I would like to teach her, and I'm going to use the vehicle of gophers and groundhogs and you know trees yeah yes absolutely you do what you can and you know if you have a nature smart child and she has to do a report for history maybe she's in a co-op or maybe you have an advanced student and she's doing a um report on history let her study in a, uh, an explorer if you have a logic smart kid have her study a politician you can you can do those kinds of things in the homeschool community way easier than they can across the road right how do you encourage a mom, you know, who, and as a parent as well, you're not going to do it perfect every time, you know, you're not going to get exactly every single lesson is, is perfectly, you know, geared towards them. And, you know, if they're feeling like, oh no, I'm going to fail my kid. I'm not, you know, I'm not doing it to their strength every time. I'm, you know, they're, they're, they're jumping up and down and I'm yelling at them, telling them to sit down that kind of stuff. How do you encourage a mom that, you know, they're not going to do it perfect every time, you know, uh, what would you say to her? Look, Oh my gosh, look at the smile on your face. Um, yeah, that's normal. Hello, yeah, hello, exactly. normal. No, and it's not about being perfect. You know, you're the perfectly imperfect parent for your kid, uh-huh. or that kid wouldn't be your kid. God ordains the family. So we we learn from that, and we recognize the pattern of their behavior and their motivation and their attention span, and we apologize if we can. You know, Ben, if, we rec- if a mom is listening to this and she recognizes that she hasn't understood her kid no shame or blame for yesterday yeah. you didn't know this yesterday praise god that you're here mm. that todd and ben and i are here buy my book learn a little bit more and then you excite your kids i found out something really cool about you and i can't wait to teach you in even a better way now and you apologize if you feel like you need to kids are resilient they're flexible they'll come your way mm. yeah that's great well let's talk we have two more to go and, and then i want to let people know how they can get get more um you know like people smart is again one of those that you know we have children who interact so amazingly with and you know they may say things like i just want to be a mom or i just want to be around people but again you know we have such a trouble tying that to academics yeah so what do we do well that's that's a great question we where did that you know, we, we understand it is academics. I mean, mm. people smart kids think with other people. So this is the teacher and the student. This is the the TED Talk that you encourage your 12-year-old mm. to listen to. This is a kid who goes to youth group and wants to learn and doesn't want to just have fun. 
This is a kid who wants to study Beethoven because he wants to get inside Beethoven's head to find out what it is that Beethoven was thinking about the way that life works. So studying people, like it'll change you. I actually think this is the most important smart mm. because it, it, you read body language well if you're people smart. So you can tell if somebody's mad, sad, happy, glad. You know, Todd, for you and I as teachers, you have to know if somebody's confused or curious, pondering or bored, right? Mm -hmm. If you can look out or in a marriage, if you're parenting a kid, to look at your kid and go, oh, she's not frustrated, she's curious. That's the look right. of curiosity. It matters greatly. And learning how to agree to disagree and when to compromise and what not, these are really important yeah. skills. It's it's about life. My nephew is very logical. smart, got a job as an engineer, right out of college and was promoted first out of the 13 young men and women who were in his incoming class at this company. First one promoted, first one allowed to travel on his own without a supervisor. Why? Because of his people's smart ability. Yeah. Mm. Great listener, great community hanger, persuade without debate, to convince without arguing. These are critical skills to life. 100%. I mean, I know with even in our company, yeah, you know, we're very technical. We were, I work in an IT company. And even though that is a very technical industry, you know, a lot of times you do want people who are extremely experienced, but nine times out of 10, we would definitely choose someone who's better in, with interacting with people over just being extremely good. And honestly, the, some of the people we've had the biggest issues with are then the people who know it all, but they don't know how to interact with people and they're miserable to work with. So Exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, Kathy, this is this is the question that I that I really want answered. Um, and that's like Ben said at one point, you know, the, the people listening, the moms listening are, are nodding their heads. Yep, I can see I can see my daughter just like that. I can see my son just like that. And they believe you and they tears are coming down their face right now. And then tomorrow they wake up and they start school. And they may even be thinking, you know what, what Kathy said last night is right. But those doubts creep back in. How do you how do you stay on this course? I mean, absolutely, everybody should go pick up this book, A Great Smarts. Um, but how do you, I mean, you can reread it every year and that's a good yeah. thing. But how do you stay the course and, and not be swayed from your co-op lady who says oh you should see what my son did you know uh, he oh. just recap he came up with the new dewey decibel system you know when he's in fourth grade you know and you're like oh my kid can draw pictures that's it well that's not it so yes, right. one exactly. thing of course i'm so sorry for my voice nah, one thing of course is to not compare because that mm. comparison is a thief of joy we all know that yep. um here's the thing two things one is try it Try to make one small change, mm. one small change. Let your kids do five jumping jacks. Let your kids study in a beanbag chair so she's free to move. Let the logic smart kid put questions in a question jar that you're gonna answer for 30 minutes mm. on a Friday. Give them grace to be who they've been created to be and give them space for that. A second thing that I think a lot of people would tell us who have read my book and heard me speak, teach your children how they're smart. Mm. Let them listen to this. And, and skim read the book with them. And when you read a paragraph, go, oh, Katie, come here. This lady, she's talking about you. And read the paragraph that beautifully describes your daughter, Katie. Because if they find out how they're smart, they will expect you to honor that. Hmm. Not in an arrogant, boastful, or argumentative way. That would be sin. But for a kid to say, mommy, remember? I'm music smart. Could I make up a song to help me remember this? Hmm. Like, yes! Yeah. 
That's fantastic. Well, before we run out of time, I want to make sure that everybody knows where they can get a hold of you. Um, I mean, you can just put in your name and uh, it comes up very quickly. Um, but if they want to get your book, they can get it at your website, celebratekids.com. Um, and I also wanted to give a little plug because they can hear you in just a couple of months, right? You're going to be in in Mark Twain's home territory. Yes. Uh, at, and you want to tell us a little bit about that? Oh, that's really cool. Thank you. Yes, yeah, so our website is celebratekids.com. If you do put my name in, it is spelled K-O-C-H. It's <laughs> right. pronounced Cook. But you're going to want to Google Kathy K-O-C-H. And, um, you know, I've got Facebook and Instagram, and we've got our own podcast. But we're doing the Ignite Women's Conference in Hannibal, Missouri, March 10th and 11th. We'll do a comedy and worship night on Friday night. And then from 8.30 or 9 o'clock until 5 on Saturday, we've got TED Talk style keynotes and some seminars. Uh, the conference this year is delivered. We want to come mm. together and encourage women uh, to become who they were created to be and to leave the junk in the room at the end of the day. We're excited about that. And you can learn more about that at IWC23.com. Thank you for recognizing that, Todd. That's kind of you. No, I, I, I was fortunate enough to be a man in that conference yeah. last year and the year before. And it was just such an amazing time of uh, seeing what, uh, the things that happened. And they can get your schedule. Uh, of where you're going to be speaking, I assume, on your website? or Unfortunately, that part of our website is still being developed, which is sad. Okay. I will be at um, several of the Teach Them Diligently conferences this year. I'll be in Iowa. I'll be in Illinois. I'll be in South Dakota. I'll be in Pennsylvania. I think you're going um, to be with me uh, in March at Cedarville again. Yeah, Cedarville, Ohio, for the one day Teach Them Diligently. That'll be great. Well, Kathy so grateful, yeah. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for spending the time with us. Thank you for, especially she's, she, I, she doesn't feel great. So, uh, but you sounded good and thanks for doing what you do. Thanks for reminding those moms about the amazing masterpieces that their kids have been created to be and to, and you encourage them to enjoy them in the midst of that. And I, and you got my thumbs up. Good. Thank you so much, Todd and Ben. What a delight to be with you both. Thank you for trusting me with your important audience. Oh, thank you for being here. Thanks for joining us. Please pick up Dr. Kathy's books over on our website for more encouragement. And thank you to Teaching Textbooks for sponsoring The Smiling Homeschooler. Check out a free trial of their amazing math curriculum over on their website, teachingtextbooks.com. Have a great week, and as always, keep smiling. <laughs>